here we go. Welcome to the Nine Rap Fantasy Football Podcast. What's up, everybody? Welcome back in to the Nine Route Fantasy Football Podcast. Pat and Scott, week nine we're heading into. We have one more matchup tonight with the Cincinnati Bengals against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, this is our Halloween edition. It is literally October 31st this year, and this week is flying by. Uh, again, we're already into week nine. We have a, a ton of bye weeks to talk about. Luckily, not too many injuries, which is a good thing. A couple of names out there you may have heard of. And then we're going to dive into our picks for the waiver wire. Some guys that, again, that are probably under-owned, that are definitely going to be available uh, or should still be available in most of your redraft leagues, possibly in a keeper league dynasty. Uh, I would say most of them are, are long gone uh, on that level, but... Uh, you know, again, Pat and I were involved in a lot of leagues, Dynasty, Redraft, uh, our, our League of Record, which is a keeper league, which has a splash of redraft to it. Pat, how'd you do this week so far? Are you looking looking up or, or hanging in there? I've got two games still hanging in the balance. The one with you and our one Dynasty league, which looks like you're going to you're going to pull that one out. I'd need a I need a, a really big game from uh, from Kareem Hunt and. Tyler Boyd to pull that out. I don't think I'm going to get that, but looking fairly good everywhere else. It's been a pretty interesting week uh, as far as fantasy goes. You know, like you said earlier, we, we didn't have a lot of injuries this week, which is great, but also uh, not very common for us. Uh, we, we definitely seem to, uh, you know, spend a lot of our time in the beginning of these podcasts sort of going over injury reviews. And, and thankfully, we won't have to do that much today so you know hopefully we can we can spend a little bit more time on you know the actual meat and potatoes of of you know waiver wire pickups for week nine it's going to be a big it's going to be a big week for waiver wire pickups because we do have six teams on by this week and uh there's going to be a lot of you know people streaming quarterbacks you know tight ends are going to be out there's you know a lot of skill players that are going to be missing this week so i think this week and week um, there's another week that's really heavy on buys. Another another 16 buy week. I want to say it, it might be week. Uh, it might be week 10. There's a lot of buy weeks, so definitely going to give you some some guys that you can pick up now. You can play through this week, probably through next week as well if you need to. So uh, I know for me personally, I, I like to get ahead of buy weeks and things like that, and and sort of have my roster set up for the next week. I'm already set my roster two weeks ahead based off of the, the players that I currently have. And that kind of gives me an idea. Uh, and it reminds me, honestly, to, to continue to look a couple weeks out, look for defensive matchups, look for, you know, again, if, if I'm in a league where I'm streaming a quarterback, which because I lost Trey Lance in a lot of leagues this year, I, I tend to be doing that in a lot of leagues. So I, I start looking for quarterbacks that um, I can stream for multiple weeks or uh, guys that have good matchups coming up that I could at least stream for one week. So uh, not a bad practice to get yourself into if you uh, if you're new to fantasy football. Go in and and just click forward a few weeks in your in your little app or on your the website and just take a look at you know you might not realize you're like oh crap you you know two weeks ago you could have you may have realized like oh man I have you know six of my nine starters are on by this week uh, you know I might need to do something about that and start picking up players with decent matchups and and stuff like that uh, ahead of time so. Again, that's something that uh, that I like to do just to try to stay ahead of the game. But uh, we're definitely going to give you a list here of people that we can 
kind of recommend picking up to to start either this week or in the upcoming weeks. Before we get started on that, let me just uh, throw our information out there. You can follow us on Twitter. We are at the nine route one and at Scott from Delco. Uh, you can also check out our website, which is www.thenineroutefb.com, or you can email the show at the nine route FFB at gmail.com as well. Before we get into our waiver wire pickups for this week, we're going to jump into some quick injury news here. Just quick hit these. Time for the news. Uh, first, Cooper Cup left the game literally in the last you know two minutes of the game. Looked like he got tackled, rolled up on. Looks like a sprained ankle as of right now. Doesn't seem like there's any major damage. He did walk off the field. He is considered day-to-day uh, with that ankle injury moving forward. I, I think he'll be fine. Like I said, he did walk off the field. Probably should have been in there. And I think Sean McVay sort of alluded to that in his press conference after the game was kind of kicking himself for, for having Cooper Cup out there in a game where they were down by three scores. But uh, I think luckily the, he avoided uh, a major injury. So that's that's a good, good news for any Cooper Cup owners out there. Uh, another wide receiver to speak of is uh, somebody who's had a, a little bit of an injury plague season so far. Christian Watson, Green Bay Packers, uh, had a catch for 12 yards and immediately left the game with a concussion. Uh, was ruled out for the remainder of the game, and obviously we'll have to clear that protocol. He just had gotten back from missing two games with a hamstring, uh, had a, a lot of issues in training camp, similar stuff. Uh, he's a player that was drafted for his athletic talent and possible development as a top wide receiver. It's been very hard for him this season to find any footing. He really has not looked worthy so far. And again, those injuries are a factor. The best ability is availability in the NFL. And right now, he just can't stay healthy. Uh, the team doesn't look that great. And a couple of the other rookies in Romeo Dobbs and Samara Toure finally had a nice little uh, welcome to the NFL game last night. Uh, it's going to make it tough for him, but right now Christian Watson definitely going to have to wait and see if he can be cleared of his concussion and available coming up this week against the Detroit Lions. Another wide receiver with a concussion left the game, Richie James for the New York Giants. Uh, James was getting some some looks early in the season, but uh, Darius Slayton seems to have come back around, and with Wondell Robinson getting healthy, uh, they are really the two main guys there in New York that they uh, even throw the ball a ton in that offense. But uh, Richie James ended up, uh, unfortunately, losing two fumbles on two punt returns that cost the Giants that game. During that second punt return is is when he uh, became concussed and left the game. Did not return again. He will have to clear the concussion protocol to be out there again. But uh, not a guy who has uh, any, uh, you know, doesn't have a ton of fantasy relevance at the moment. And finally, uh, we're going to look at one Mark Ingram of the New Orleans Saints. A knee injury yesterday. It looks like he might be out about three to four weeks with a grade two MCL sprain. This happens at a weird time right now. Obviously, he had been just playing second fiddle to Alvin Kamara, who had a monster game yesterday. There have been some rumors swirling that Kamara possibly could be traded. Uh, you know, Saints are kind of stuck in a, a tough cap situation and missing some draft picks based on some trades. That might be uh, that that might be poo pooed right now. Not having somebody maybe viable. Dwayne Washington is next up on the roster, depth chart wise, and they do have Jordan Howard and Jake Funk on the practice squad. Again, not that you're digging deep on Saints backup running backs because we know Kamara is the shell, 
But Ingram being out these three to four weeks could definitely play a factor on real NFL time with any possible trades with Alvin Kamara. That being said, uh, again, three to four weeks with a slight sprain is one thing. He's not a kid anymore, so it may take him a little bit longer to get back into the swing of things. He was just a depth piece on your bench, if anything, just in case. But uh, again, he's only uh, you know only going to be out a few weeks, so just monitor it uh, as far as Mark Ingram goes. But definitely going to be missing, looks like possibly up to a month. And that's pretty much it for the fantasy relevant. There were some other injuries, some guys that came off. I think Tyler Higby came off the field and ended up coming back into that game. So not, nothing major to report. Nobody missing any major time. I know that we covered the Jamar Chase injury last week, so we're not going to hit that again. But uh, luckily, we escaped week eight with not too many injuries to the, the fantasy relevant players. So a uh, little sigh of relief there with uh, with so many teams playing to only have a, a few injuries is is a good thing. It's it's about time because I feel like a lot of what we ended up doing on this podcast was all injury related for a little while there. So glad to not have to talk too much about that this week. What we are going to talk about a lot this week are our waiver wire pickups. Weekly waiver wire. We have six teams, like I said, on by this week. The Cleveland Browns, Dallas Cowboys, the Denver Broncos, New York Giants, Pittsburgh Steelers, and the San Francisco 49ers. With all of those players out of the mix for your week nine lineups, we got a couple players that we did some research on, some guys that should be available in, in most leagues here, and some guys that uh, immediately are you know going to become streaming options for you at the quarterback and tight end positions and running back and wide receivers that you can stash uh, who, you know, either are on by or are coming off a buy that could definitely fit into your roster somewhere within the next few weeks. Now that we are hard and heavy into uh, the bye weeks hitting us. First guy we're going to talk about is actually somebody who I drafted in our league of record and quickly dropped him because he wasn't really performing, but has had a, a, a couple weeks there where he doesn't seem doesn't seem to be the same guy uh, that, that we thought was that Justin Fields of the Chicago Bears, 33% owned. Uh, he's picked up about 19 points a game in, in his last four games, and that's pretty decent for a starting quarterback. There's been a lot of ups and downs, and and some uh, some of the established veterans haven't been doing as well. So he's definitely one of the cheekier pickups right now. Uh, he's looking like Somebody who, again, isn't maybe going to win your league yet, but he does have a nice little stretch coming up, going up against, he's got Miami this week, the Detroit Lions, and the Atlanta Falcons love to bleed points. Uh, then coming back to the Jets, Green Bay's been up and down. He, he's had some He's had some nice games. Uh, you know, down the stretch, I mean, the last four weeks, you're talking about, what, five passing touchdowns to two interceptions, two rushing touchdowns, a couple games there where he almost reached the century mark. Put up 30 against Dallas in a loss, but all we care about is the points. Uh, and I think that having him right now, he's he's number 11 in, in fantasy this year. So definitely look for Justin Fields. Add him to your roster. Yeah, after a pretty shaky start, he, he definitely – I think the Bears are finally doing yeah, what works traction. with him. Yeah. Well, they're, they're finally letting him run the ball. I think there's so much emphasis being placed on, you know, protecting these quarterbacks. And, and the league does, a you know, a really good job at protecting them in the pocket. But once they get out and start running – you know, the, all, a lot of that protection sort of goes away. I mean, other than, you know, their ability to slide. But I think when you ha- – like, why I don't understand why some – these teams want to draft these athletic quarterbacks and, you know, it gives them that added dimension. But then they want to sit there and be like, oh, don't run, don't get hurt, get out of bounds, make sure you slide. Like, 
these guys, they're professional athletes. Like if what he does well is run with the football, at least at this point in his career, because, you know, look at Jalen Hurts. I mean, you know, last year there was so many questions on whether that guy was going to be, you know, good enough as a passer to make it in this league. And now all of a sudden you give him, you know, a weapon like A.J. Brown and he's showing you what he can do with his arm. He just had to buy enough time with his legs and 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 win games for Philadelphia, you know, with what he was good at until he was able to progress in his career as a thrower. And I think Justin Fields is taking that similar path. Right now, he's not the best passer in the league. That's you can see it when you watch the games. But what he does do well is run the football. And I think you know, as long as the Bears' offensive, you know, and the offensive coordinator and head coach get together and use Justin Fields' strengths. To the team's advantage, I just I feel like he's going to continue. You know, all these quarterbacks with these rushing upsides, they're they're perfect for your fantasy team because they don't have to throw the ball a ton. You can get. I mean, he's been averaging uh, about 14 fantasy points per game the last four weeks just just with his legs. So he again, he doesn't have to be the best passer in the world, but he can get you, you know, 14 with his legs and another 10 with his arm. Yeah, sign me up for that. I'll I'll absolutely take that. Uh, another guy who's been doing very well, but is going to be on a bye this week. Jimmy Garoppolo with San Francisco 49ers. He's not, you know, again, he's not one of these guys who's going to blow you away with, you know, what he does on the field statistics wise, just a, you know, what, what you would consider, you know, a game manager type of quarterback. But after week 10, Jimmy Garoppolo has got probably the easiest schedule of any quarterback left in the league. He doesn't have a bad matchup left. So he goes on by week nine and then week 10, they play the chargers who are middle of the pack against the quarterback position. But then after that, after that, it's Arizona, new Orleans, Miami, Tampa, Seattle, Washington, Las Vegas, Arizona again in week 18, if you play in week 18, but every single one of those matchups from week 11 on are plus matchups for Jimmy Garoppolo. And he scored 20 fantasy points in each of the last five weeks as it is. And some of those were against decent teams. Some of them, you know, like the Rams, for example, were really good against the quarterback position. Jimmy G still put up 20, almost 24 and a half points against them. So uh, I think with all the weapons that they have in San Francisco on offense, especially once Debo comes back from his injury, Jimmy can just literally just dink and dunk the ball down to Debo and Kittle and Ayuk. And now he's got McCaffrey like. He's just he's he's one of these quarterbacks who's going to benefit from having outstanding skill position players uh, that he can get the ball to and just sort of rack up yards and touchdowns based on you know what they do after the catch. That is that is true. Uh, we're going to move into running backs right now. One guy who has been floating around a little bit. Some people may have picked him up due to a injury to Corderell Patterson, uh, but he may still be out there because it's been a it's been an up and down season for the Atlanta Falcons. Tyler Allgaier. Closing in on uh, higher ownership, he's about 44% owned in most leagues. Uh, again, you could definitely probably find him out there still. He's been 10 or plus touches in six of the last seven games. Uh, obviously, Atlanta definitely looking to you know do a little bit of the run uh, as far as part of their package. Again, they had a, a crazy game yesterday against Carolina, which was a bit of a, a shootout. Um, but you have seen Allgaier, uh, he's closing in right now in the last three weeks, uh, if you average it out. He's been on the field for about 60% of the snaps. So I think they're definitely looking at evaluating the future talent as opposed to maybe somebody a little more established. Uh, he can play both sides of that ball where he can make the run between the tackle and is a little bit of a threat out of the backfield. 
uh, when it comes to catching a pass. Um, he's actually the fourth best rookie running back this year. Obviously, Brees Hall uh, was kind of running away with things. We have uh, Damian Pierce has also been a, a big name, but Allgaier is showing maybe a reason why people were high on him earlier in the season. Uh, and again, it's a tough offense to play on, but uh, you're looking at 11 points against Cincinnati two weeks ago and puts up 17 and a half in our league of record, including a receiving touchdown. So I think he's starting to come into his own a little bit uh, with that offense as they've been growing through the season. So maybe try to see if he's available. Definitely a good depth piece and definitely might be able to help you out in these bye weeks as a flex or, or possible RB2. Yeah, got to be careful with him, though, because Cordero Patterson should potentially be coming back off of IR, would be eligible to come back off of IR, I believe, next week. So, uh, you know, not really sure how much work uh, Algier is going to get once Cordero Patterson gets back, but it is, uh, he's definitely worth putting on your bench at the moment. And, and like I said, you know, with six teams on by, uh, maybe starting for you this week. Another guy that you can pick up who is uh, a little bit more available is Latavius Murray. He's only about 22% owned. Since Murray joined the Denver Broncos, he's averaging a little over 13 carries a game which is actually almost double what Melvin Gordon's been averaging, which is 7.6 carries a game. Murray just seems, since he got there, just seems to be the lead back. Now, he is not, uh, he has not eclipsed the 50% snap margin yet, but it's one of those things where uh, I think they trust Gordon a little bit better with the offense, running routes, pass protection, things like that. So Gordon playing more, but when Murray's in there, they're handing him the ball. He got 14 carries this past week versus Jacksonville. Only went for 46 yards, but did score a touchdown. Also added one reception for 13 yards on two targets. So I had a fairly respectable fantasy day since since joining the Broncos. Has had three three double-digit fantasy outputs in four games with them. So, uh, again, not a guy who you know, you're know you falling over yourself to get. But any, any running back who can put up double-digit points in, in any given week is definitely worth putting on your roster in again, especially with all the, the running backs that we have coming up on by you may end up needing to, uh, to throw him in a flex spot or a, a running back two spot at some point, depending on uh, how many players you have on by. So definitely a guy you want to throw on your bench again, look ahead, see if you got anybody, you know, if you, if, if you're one of those lucky teams who has a bunch of players with different bye weeks and you can kind of just, you know, plug one guy in here and move somebody out of the flex and, you know, move them into a different running back or wide receiver position that's great but if you don't you're going to need guys like like latavis murray like tyler algier and like some of the other running backs and wide receivers that we're going to continue to talk about here this one's a little bit interesting we're getting into the los angeles rams backfield which is uh murky is (laughs) murky is a polite way of putting it obviously there's a lot going on there tomorrow i believe is our nfl trade deadline at 4 p.m yes uh, if i'm not mistaken so the possibility of Cam Akers being shipped out, uh, somebody big being shipped in. Uh, I know that they were uh, the Rams, Sean McVay, were all in on uh, trying to get all in on, on Christian McCaffrey, but couldn't quite meet the asking price. I think now seeing that division rival switching gears and, and taking it to him yesterday using that piece may have a factor. That's my personal opinion. If Kamara goes anywhere, I wouldn't be surprised maybe if somehow uh you know this team tries to pull it off they they can wiggle out of cap issues all time and uh who knows who knows we'll we'll see how that plays out but as far as the roster goes right now cam Akers being out of the picture daryl henderson jr is obviously i guess the lead back malcolm brown's there 
But Ronnie Rivers got a little play yesterday. He was given about half the snaps, had four receptions on four targets for 15 yards. Uh, nothing to write home about. But at the same time, it went up against the 49ers who have the second best, if not count for pound, the best defense in all football when it comes to attacking and holding down the fantasy football running back position, uh, albeit a division game two. And, and the Rams are not like they were last year. Uh, Ronnie Rivers and also uh, Kieran Williams, a uh, rookie that hasn't really made it quite yet. But again, with some of these shakeups that could happen possibly with, uh, you know, again, a Cam Akers trade and, and things of that nature, you know, you could definitely see that, again, he's desi- Kieran Williams is designated for return from IR from earlier this season. You, you might see these guys start to make a little bit of play in the backfield and, and McVay knows how to use certain pieces correctly. So uh, keep an eye on Ronnie Rivers. Keep an eye on Kieran Williams. Again, Malcolm Brown might be available as well for some people out there, but I'm sure a lot have already pounced on him based on the the news and notes that have been popping through that LA Rams backfield. But right now they're both, uh, Kieran Williams and Ronnie Rivers are probably both less than 5% owned in most leagues. Uh, you'd probably be able to stash them on your bench. It wouldn't hurt to maybe pick them up if you can, uh, non-waiver wire wise, because again, we'll see by tomorrow around four o'clock what shakes out in Los Angeles. All right, moving on to the wide receiver position. A couple weeks ago, I think it was two weeks ago, there was some news that broke that the Chiefs had restructured Travis Kelsey's contract to make a little bit of cap space this year. They converted some of his base salary into a signing bonus, then, you know, obviously detracted from the cap. Nobody was really sure why they, I think everybody kind of knew that Kansas City was, you know, probably looking to pick somebody up or make a trade. They did, which we already announced for Kadarius Toney. But uh, this is the official, you need to pick Kadarius Tony up, uh, call to action here. Uh, he's about 54% owned. I think some people have already jumped on. I think a lot of people jumped on Kadarius Tony as soon as the trade was announced. I saw him picked up in pretty much every league that he was uh, available in that I play in. Uh, play with some, some pretty savvy fantasy managers like, like Scott over here who, uh, you know, get out and get this news and, and pick these players up right away. Obviously, we don't know yet. I think he's basically just a stash and see at this point. It does concern me a little bit that guys like Juju Smith-Schuster and Marcus Valdez-Scantling, you know, if the Chiefs are going out and trading for, you know, another wide receiver, do they just want more, you know, explosiveness? Do they just want another playmaker? Or do they not have confidence in the guys that they already have on their roster? I'm not really sure where they are at. Rookie Sky Moore has not seen much action in the actual offense. He's been returning kicks and punts, but um, hasn't seen that many snaps with the offense. So a little concerning for for those three guys, uh, particularly that uh, potentially Kadarius Tony could come in here and be the number one receiver in a few weeks. So again, not a guy that I'm going to play anytime soon. He hasn't played recently, so I'm sure as heck not putting him in my lineup, but uh, not a guy that I'm, I'm really looking to throw in right away, but a guy that I want to grab and, and hold on to just in case he becomes, you know, Patrick Mahomes' number two target in that offense. We all know Kelsey will be number one probably until he retires. But uh, if Tony can become the number two target in that offense, uh, that he, his fantasy value could shoot through the roof. So uh, definitely if you have a, a bench spot and you're looking at uh, stashing a, a potential league winner, Kadarius Tony could be that guy. Yes, we shall see. Sometimes Andy can get, uh, you know, gold out of garbage. So we'll see what <laughs> happens. Uh, another guy, probably pretty solid with the ownership, but depending on your league, uh, especially like a, a redraft league where a lot of people 
dump people often. There's not a lot of, not even dynasty, but just a keeper concept where people are stashing people. And, and some people just aren't high on the Pittsburgh Steelers offense right now. But Chase Claypool, he's pretty much about 60% of leagues, I'd say, own. But again, you can find him out there. Uh, some people might drop him if there's maybe a sexier guy out there at a different position just to make a dump. Uh, again, he's definitely not starting for a lot of people. But uh, if you see him out there, he's starting to become a little bit more of a factor, almost like he was in his rookie season. You know, obviously being the best player in the NFL, according to him, is always a, a thing that I guess quarterbacks look at. But yeah, he's been getting uh, more and more involved in the offense. Uh, when you really sit there and look over the last four weeks, uh, he's been getting about seven and a half targets a game. That's all with Kenny Pickett, who obviously probably the best option they have a quarterback right now. Three of the four last games that he's played in, double digits, threw a touchdown pass this week versus the Eagles. It's little things like that that, that do help us out here in fantasy land to you know keep guys moving and grooving uh, you know, when it, when it comes to getting your points any way possible. I, I know McCaffrey had the hat trick yesterday, and, and again, you'll take those. Uh, your wide receiver gets a jet sweep for a 20-yard touchdown, uh, you know, stuff like that. It's huge. So those are the guys that you like to see getting involved uh, as much as possible. So they're going into a bye week, so he may become a little bit more available. Some people will roll the dice, dump them, uh, maybe look for some type of a stronger backup based on all the buys that are happening. As far as that goes, I think he is somebody that, again, should be on your bench and, and has what's looking like some startability, uh, you know, when, when it comes to the league as far as fantasy goes. So uh, if you see if you see Chase Claypool out there, just remind him how good he is and pick him up and put him on your roster. He would appreciate that, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah he will tell you, too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I and, and what you said is, is you know, spot on with, with him going on a bye week. This is the time I like to pick players up is when yeah. they're going on to a bye week. And this is the time when a lot of these players will be dropped because teams are looking for replacements. They're looking for bye week fill-ins. And, you know, a lot of times, I mean, we've all been there, right? As fantasy football, you know, managers, sometimes you have to drop a guy that you don't want to drop. You know, you, you, you the want worst to hold on feeling to in the world. It, it really is. <laughs> but you sometimes you just have to do that, uh, you know, or maybe, you know, you get, you get, uh, hit by the injury bug a couple of guys go down and, and now you need to pick somebody up and now you have to drop somebody that you know maybe you didn't want to drop so always make sure that you're going out there and checking uh every wednesday morning when uh, the waiver runs the waivers run through the leagues uh, i go out and i check who people dropped because those are the guys that uh you know a lot of times yeah sure sometimes they drop guys who haven't done anything and probably won't do anything and you know the guys like Kadarius tony who were picked up and didn't turn into anything but now uh, you know, they're dropping them, but there's a lot of times out there where guys get dropped, defenses get dropped all the time where, you know, maybe they just have one bad matchup and then the next two, three weeks in a row they you know, they have really good matchups. If, if you find those defenses out there, those players that, you know, again, maybe have been dropped, but reluctantly go out and grab them right away. I mean, and you don't even have to use a, a waiver priority on those guys because waivers have already cleared. So, you know, depending on the type of league you play in, you can either pick those guys up free and clear, or sometimes they sit on waivers for another day or two, but even still, usually they they'll clear again after that. And, uh, and you can pick them up without, you know, any waiver priority or, or spend any fab money or anything like that. So definitely check that out. Uh, another wide receiver that should be available in most leagues in about 61% of leagues, he should be available. Uh, Romeo Dobbs, after the goose egg he gave you in week seven, Dobbs came back pretty big in week eight, going four for 62 and a touchdown on seven targets. 
Uh, he's one of those what I would consider a break glass in case of emergency player who you you have him on your bench. You don't really want to start him every single week. He's not one of those guys that's going to give you any guaranteed production. But he's one of those guys, again, when we're talking about bye weeks, he's one of those guys where if you have you know a couple wide receivers on bye or a wide receiver and a running back and you're looking for a flex option, Dobbs can put up this type of, of line. I mean, that's 16.2. PPR points. If you if you play half PPR, it's fourteen point two. These guys are viable options to just kind of hold the place for one week and, and get you through the week. So uh, again, if he's available out there for you, again, we're not telling you to you know go out and pick these guys up and and drop good players. Obviously, if your roster is stacked and and maybe you don't need to be listening to a waiver wire episode of a podcast to begin with, but if you if you're hurting and you know again you've got some injuries you've got some some guys that are not producing on the end of your bench these are some guys that we suggest going out and picking up because they do have the potential to pop off and and you want to make sure that you grab those guys before that happens so that you're not fighting on the waiver wire with your waiver claims or with your fab dollars when it's kind of already out in the in the open you know True. Uh, yeah, real quick. I mean, I, I was very high on Dobbs coming in. I know Rodgers made a lot of hype about him. And again, growing pains as a rookie, that offense as a whole. But I do think he's a guy, if, if you were in a keeper league, you know, I've been trying to get him in our league, which uh, your brother is just not budging. I guess he went, <laughs> you know, five first rounders just to bust my stones. But uh, all my other leagues I have him and I'm really hyped. I, I think he's going to down the road be a good player, both with Rodgers and whoever maybe next uh, heir apparent quarterback will be. Uh, another wide receiver, I think we're kind of all happy for this guy because he was hyped for a long time and had some serious injury issues year after year. Four-year pro out of Ohio State, Paris Campbell. A lot of people were high on him coming out as a rookie, and every year so far, he's just been banged up, injury bug, missing parts, chunks almost the entire season, never able to stay healthy. He's had one of the best statistical seasons of his career. Uh, he's been on the field for about 86% of the snaps throughout the season, which is pretty solid. It's right behind Michael Pittman. He's right there. He's done a lot of his work out of the slot. In our league of record as a whole, you know, again, with a little bit of a quieter start, uh, he's wide receiver 45, but over the last four weeks, he's wide receiver 20. Um, that's huge. Uh, again, 25 targets in the last three games, definitely more involved. And again, it was a quieter week this week. Sam Ellinger, just coming into his own as, as a starter for a game against Washington. You know, again, we know what, um, you know, we talked at length about Indianapolis, the franchise quarterbacks and stuff like that as a whole. But to see this guy getting used as much as he is, and I think a lot of people, again, I think a lot of people don't know who he is, you know, some newer fantasy players. So he's definitely going to be sitting out there. He's only owned in about 14% of leagues. Some of us that have been playing for a while, obviously would know him. You still be a little bit of a caveat there because of the injury history, but with the way he's going right now, both bye weeks and possibly flex were the, uh, you know, based on all that volume that he's getting in an offense that at times can be very competitive and put up some points in yardage. Paris Campbell, if he's out there, Put him on your bench. It won't hurt you. Uh, I think you'd be surprised. You'd probably end up using him maybe for a game or two down the road, and it might come back to to pay you off big time down the road come the playoffs. Yeah, not a name I thought uh, we'd be mentioning ever. I thought his career was over for sure. But, yeah, uh, he, he I'm finally... so happy to see somebody finally, you know, make it back from that <laughs> as opposed to go the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. One last wide receiver that we're going to recommend picking up, Rondell Moore from the Arizona Cardinals. He's owned in about 28% of leagues. He's played over 85% of the snaps in all the games that he's been healthy this season. He has six or more receptions in three of those five games. Uh, again, he's not the number one on that team, but 
with Hollywood Brown injured for the season, not coming back. Uh, the team did just pick up Robbie Anderson uh, in a trade with the Panthers. But Rondell Moore has been in Arizona. He's been with Kyler Murray for the past few seasons. And, you know, they've got a, a rapport. Rondell Moore has a role carved out in this offense. He's he's never going to be the, uh, you know, like I said, he's never going to be the DeAndre Hopkins. He's never going to be the, he's not the, the fill-in for Hollywood Brown either. But with Brown out, it definitely leaves Rondell Moore with a little bit more action, a little bit more targets. He's had uh, eight or more targets in those three games that he finished with double-digit points. And uh, as long as they can throw him the ball and get him involved, he, he definitely can put some points on the board for your for your team. So, again, not a guy that is a, an every-week start, but with these bye weeks coming up, you're going to see some different looks in your lineup when you have six teams on bye. So, uh, again, Rondell Moore is a guy who you can flex pretty confidently, especially in PPR leagues. All right, moving off of wideouts, and we got a couple tight ends to talk about. First off is a guy that, uh, you know, when it came to rookie tight ends, he, he was mentioned, but, you know, had to start the season a little banged up and, and was on IR, and, and that's fine. But this, to me, is a guy that looks like suddenly is going to be that guy. Uh, I don't know if it's just the usage right now based off of that, but Greg Dolchich uh, is only owned in about 35% maybe of leagues right around now. Okay, dynasty leagues, no chance. Keeper leagues where some savvier managers knew to hold on to him, use the IR slots. Probably not, but he could be. Again, he's the, one of those guys that maybe got dumped to make room for somebody, and, and they don't value the tight end position. This guy's a monster. It's only been three games I get. Maybe I'm, I'm getting a little hyped up because I'm a Kyle Pitts owner, so it's, it's easy to like any other tight end in the league. Cause <laughs> every game Pitts has had that's been solid for me this year has been on my bench, and then when I start him, it's like, wop, wop. Yeah, uh, this guy has come in three games and he's already, again, he's already out targeting a a lot of your your solid names out there. He's averaging close to six targets a game in just three weeks. In the last two weeks, as far as our fantasy league of record, he is the seventh highest point total at the position. I mean, again, and you're you're in rare air when you're doing that. Now, if you can keep it up all season, but you're talking Kittle, Kelsey, Andrews, uh, you know, big shot Bob Tanyan and those guys. He's right there with those people. In the last two weeks, eight catches, 95 yards, and a touchdown. Is it going to stay that way? Maybe. You know, Russ seems like he's, you know, found somebody. He did it with Brett Rippon at quarterback, too. So it's not a matter of who it is. He was in on the field for 80% of the snaps in, in week eight. They're on a bye week. So again, this could be a spot where somebody has to dump him. If he's out there, pick him up. To me, he is just oozing tight end one for the rest of the season where, you know, maybe it's a guy Russ rallies around because we've seen the usage go down. I hate to say it. I know you're a big on him. Cortland Sutton, and those guys aren't getting the target share that they were at the beginning of the year. And it's kind of gone downhill. But if this guy's going to be that guy, let's ride. Let's ride him all the way through the fantasy (laughs) playoffs. Uh, You know, again, but we shall see. But Greg Dolchus, I think it's scary right now, you know, just watching him underneath. But I think in four or five weeks, people are going to know who he is. So get him while you can. Yeah, just uh, we were just talking before that we got on air here and he was sort of a a throw in player that I kind of traded for recently in a dynasty league. And and I made it seem like a throw in, but uh, I was very happy and very interested to get him on my roster. And according to some of our league mates, I I gave up too much, but uh, opinions like buttholes, right? Everyone's got one and most of them stink. So 
don't really care <laughs> about what other people think of my trades. I feel like uh, I feel like getting Dulcich in that trade was you know part of what made that a, a good deal for me. So very very interested in seeing how the rest of the year plays out. You know, Russell Wilson loves tight ends, so definitely a, a guy that I'm going to wow. be interested in starting in that in that league. So oh, you meant actually on the field? I yeah 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 his, yeah his um, yeah his all right receiving tight ends. Yeah, <laughs> my bad. Sorry, Russ. Uh, but no, I, and again, real quick too, I did mention previously when we talked about our trade episode that he's uh, got that future potential. He's a guy mm-hmm. to go out and get. So from one guy that uh, you know has it going on to another guy who might, Pat, who you got for the last guy? Well, fantasy managers, uh, maybe if you, you hadn't played fantasy in four years, you'd, you'd remember this name, but he hasn't done much uh, until this year. But Evan Ingram, he's only about 40% owned in leagues. He's been really good this year with the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, you know, as we know, Doug Peterson loves his tight ends as well. Helped to make Zach Ertz a, uh, a household name when he was in Philadelphia. Evan Ingram has six plus targets and four plus receptions in the last four games. And he's averaging just over 12 PPR points per game in that span. He's the tight end 13 in fantasy football right now with only one touchdown on the year. But he's also top eight in targets, receptions, and yards on the season amongst tight ends. So he basically is one of those tight ends who is just on that cusp of, you know, the tight end one territory being a tight end, you know, being the tight end 13 right now. If he gets, a, you know, a few more red zone, a few more end zone targets, or, you know, just can house a couple of these because he's a really good athlete. I mean, one of the things that the Giants loved about Evan Ingram when they drafted him initially was how much of an athletic freak he was at the tight end position. You know, he's one of these, uh, you know, maybe not as freakish as Kyle Pitts, but, you know, he was he was like, that was the kind of hype that he was getting when he came out of college. So, you know, maybe it's just as, as it is with a lot of players in the NFL, you can have all the talent in the world, but if you are not getting the ball, it's really tough to show, you know, what you can do and, and who you are as a player. And I think with Ingram finally, you know, landing in the top 10 in targets and, and having a quarterback that's looking for him, he's actually gone from tight end streamer to a guy who I can realistically see playing pretty much every week. Um, you know, he's, he's not a guy that, you know, he's not your Travis Kelsey or Mark Andrews. He's not going to single-handedly win you a week, but he's also not going to single-handedly lose you a week like Kyle Pitts. I would much rather have a guy like Evan Ingram in my lineup than Kyle Pitts because, yeah, Pitts might put up 19 points like he did this week, but he might also put up two points like he did, you know, the two previous weeks. So for me, I'll take the steady, you know, 8 to 10, 12 points from Evan Ingram and uh, and be happy with that in my tight end position unless, again, I have one of those tight end studs. But, uh, yeah, definitely, again, with bye weeks coming up and tight end, you know, being one of those positions that you're probably going to stream, Definitely uh, Ingram is a guy that, that you should pick up and, and hold on to for the next few weeks, at least. That's going to do it for our waiver wire and luckily quiet injury news this week. Definitely look for us here at the nine route uh, on our socials. The nine round FFB at gmail.com is where you can send us a message and we will respond. www.thenineroutffb.com is our website. Check it out. We have at the nine route on Twitter. And I am at Scott from Delco. If you are looking to shoot us any messages, uh, questions, comments, concerns, uh, let us know you like us, uh, subscribe, things of that nature. We're on YouTube. Like we're, we're in a lot of spots, podcasts, please download and listen. Uh, we do appreciate it. We look forward to uh, helping you out in your fantasy season. Just want to give a quick shout out also to 
Mickey's Portacol Pub in Tuckerton, New Jersey. It's Halloween. Kids eat free on Mondays at Mickey's. I'm sure they're probably going to have a little candy on the side. So uh, take your kid down there, get them sugared up before the big run tonight. <laughs> uh, happy hour from three to six all the time there. And again, I'm sure it looks like we're going to get a game three in for the World Series. So again, local boys done good. Fighting Phil's going for that uh, home advantage to say, check the game out, maybe swing by Mickey's. Enjoy yourself down there. Pat, anything before we sign off? Uh, I think that's it. Just again, thanks. Thanks for listening. Thanks for, for downloading. Please, uh, when you listen to the podcast, click that little plus for us. That lets us know that uh, that lets us know that you're listening, that you're downloading, and uh, you know helps us keep going, doing what we're doing. Hopefully, we're helping you get some wins in your fantasy season, and and hopefully can help you get a championship at some point this year. All right, folks. For Pat, this is Scott. We will see you soon with our start sits. Have a great holiday for Halloween, and uh, again, go Phils, and we'll talk to you soon. Peace.